Hello, welcome to the second episode of the Mary and Tom podcast. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. And this is our podcast. Last week we got some uh, some stuff done on the various projects we're working on. Not as much as we'd like. Um, because we had a power outage. And... Uh, we lost power along with uh, about eighty or eight hundred thousand yeah. other other people in the area. Uh, there was a big windstorm on Wednesday, Wednesday and uh, knocked down a bunch of trees, knocked garbage all over the neighborhood. A lot of people that we're friends with on Facebook who are in the area, they all lost power. Uh, but we didn't. We're like, okay, we didn't lose power. This is great. And then two days later. No windstorm on Friday. Two days later, we lost power. And so we were without power uh, the rest of the day Friday. And pretty much the whole day Saturday until about 10 o'clock. About 10 at night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we were kind of limited in what we were able to do. And also limited by the fact that our house um, is not super well lit. It's very dark. <laughs> uh, especially in the dining room and kitchen dining room is where we do most of our playtesting, because it's where we have our table. And there wasn't a lot of light coming in at all, you know, from the window. Nat natural light there. Um, it was pretty dark. So I couldn't really see what, I, what, what, what we were doing at all. Couldn't do any playtests. Uh, and it was also very cold. It was extremely cold. Uh, I don't remember, because there was no heat. Because the uh, while our the hot water heater was still working, and I presume our furnace was still working. The thermostat to control the furnace is electronic. So uh, we were cold. Our cats were cold. They were not happy about it, I don't think, at all. They were very unhappy. <laughs> yeah, and it, it got down around 40 in here. Yeah. It felt colder, though. It did. Yeah. yeah. And it, it made me appreciate, like, electricity is great. I love electricity. It is my best friend, besides Mary. Um, because you know we had some candles and lit candles, so we had some light in the house uh, after you know five or six, whenever the sun went down. And I, I thought, well, you know, we have candles. I can't go on the computer or watch TV or anything, but I could, I could read this book by candle. No, reading book books by candlelight is terrible. I don't know how I could not live. In, in a pre-electronic age, just just would not suit me. I think you mean a pre-electric age. I do mean a pre-electric age, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you're the smart one. Um, the one thing we did get done during the, this whole period uh, is we got the little wooden cubes for the supply lines game all bagged up. And we're probably taking orders for supply lines in about, I don't know, two weeks or so. Yeah. Um, he also, we've also... Uh, the cars are on the way for... Uh, Ukrainian, Ukrainian crisis. crisis. Well, part of the shipment. Yeah, the other... Part, there was an issue with the card machine. So the other path of it... Because we have a different printer who is doing the cards than our, our printer who handles the rest of our game stuff, uh, Blue Panther. So those cards... Uh, are on their way to him. Should be getting them tomorrow-ish. 
which means we should be taking orders for Ukrainian Crisis sometime this week. Uh, that's Ukrainian Crisis and The Little War. It's the two games in one uh, set with uh, designed by Brian Train. With uh, map art by Tim Allen for Ukrainian Crisis. And Jose, Jose Farah for um, The Little War. So that's uh, Ukraine Crisis and Little War. Shipping mm-hmm. orders this week. Supply lines in a couple weeks. We are still waiting for our proof copy for Optimates at Populares. Uh, but that should be coming out you know, some point after supply lines. We are working on Orson Muscat. We kind of got set back a bit by losing that power. but yeah, now we're, two days. Yeah, but now we're back at it. Uh, we have some games in the works. We don't have definite dates for them yet. Uh, one is More Aggressive Attitudes, uh, designed by John Tyson, uh, which is about the 1862 Virginia campaign. Uh, it's a operational uh, level game. Uh, we have Dynasty, the Richard Berg design, uh, about uh, 10th century China. Uh, Tai Bamba is doing a game for us, uh, Operation Unthinkable. Uh, Churchill's World War Three, which is about uh, Churchill's World War Three. Um, and so that all. Battles of the Ice too. Oh, battle! Yeah, Battles on the Ice uh, will be coming out. Um, well, whenever the map gets done, really. I, yeah. I I think we should have that map before Easter, because everything else, the testing's done, the counters are done. Uh, I need to write historical commentary for the rule book, which is always a fun thing for me to do. But um, other than that, I mean that's that's done and that that's going to be ready. And that's the third game in the. Shields and Swords 2 uh, series, the first being the Grunewald Swords, and the second, House of Normandy. You know, and um, I, I probably when that third one comes out, Battles on the Ice, which has two battles, that's, uh, uh, which are both on the ice, and both involve the Livonian Order. Uh, the first is the Battle of Lake... I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly. Uh... Like Peepus. Anyway, it's the battle um, from the. Um, who's the director, Mary? Who's the Who's the director? Who's the direct the, the the film with the battle on the ice? Um, uh, Alexander Nevsky yeah. and the director director. Um, he also did the Battleship Potemkin. Well, anyway, that guy. Yeah. I'm gonna feel really because like I know that guy. I'm gonna feel really dumb uh, after after we stop recording here, and I immediately remember who the guy is, and everyone listen to, listen to this and be like, "How do they not know who this director is? He's such a pivotal director of the history of cinema." But so so it goes. Yep. Anyway, that battle <laughs> uh, will be in the game as well as uh, another battle. Whose name escapes me? <laughs> this, I, I, I usually know this stuff. I'm just I'm having the brain fart. It's it's awful. I'm sorry I mentioned it. Eisenstein! Yes. Eisenstein! Yes. Okay. That's the director. All right. Um, but the three projects... Okay. Yep. The... Uh, you have Charlemagne, Seven Pines. Yeah. Um, I forgot the other one. Yeah. Um, yeah so on? the three games I'm working on presently, uh, three designs. Uh, one is uh, on Charlemagne, which is a game 
not necessarily in the same system as the Agricola game. I remember the other one, sorry. But uh, is the but uses similar mechanics, the, the cup mechanism with the uh, friendly, unfriendly, hostile cups. Uh, so it's that kind of solitaire game. Because uh, Agricola proved to be it's proved to be very popular uh, for us, Agricola Master of Britain. People seem to really enjoy that game, and it's been selling really well. Probably the best-selling game that I've ever done. So I definitely want to do more like that, and people seem receptive to that. So Charlemagne is one I'm doing. And really, there's other stuff we could do with that. I'm thinking about like doing one on uh, um, Ashurbanipal during the uh, Assyrian Empire. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that might be a nice one. I'd love, I love, that. <laughs> yeah, I'd love you to got, have one. You got a whole bunch of other stuff. I have. I'm always working on a bunch of other stuff. I'd love to have a game, for example, on uh, Napoleon's uh, Spanish ulcer, but I couldn't do that game. Like I don't know the Napoleonic era well enough where I could do that justice. But if you're listening and you're a designer and you know all, you're all about Napoleon in Spain, uh, please come talk to us because we we love to have a, a solo game on that using this this Agricola Charlemagne cup adjustment system. Uh, the other game I'm working on presently is... And I remember the other one. I remember the other one, too. We, we both remember Glorious 1st of June. Yes, I'm working on the Glorious 1st of June, which is uh, a... The naval game. Which is a, yeah, Age of Sail uh, naval warfare game with kind of an unusual approach to it because uh, a lot of naval games that I've seen and experienced, they... They tend to have a fair amount of kind of tactical detail, and you tend to have a lot of control over the ships and what they do. And really reading about the period, and especially about the Battle of the Glorious First of June, which would be one of probably four battles, thinking of doing this like as a quad game, it's just the one that gives it the name. But uh, in that battle, a lot of battles, there really isn't that same sense of command control. Because, you know, you're on different ships, but in the end, it's a game about the kind of making your plan uh, and trying to implement it and having limited control over what the ships under you are doing. Uh, Rather than being a game really about all that kind of tactical nitty-gritty detail. There'll be some of that, but it'll be more abstracted. Uh, so that's what I'm working on presently. We're doing a lot of research on uh, Age of Sail stuff, reading a lot of books, uh, watching movies, um, some which are more helpful than others. We just watched Master and Commander for like the hundredth time, and it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. It's a very good movie. Oh, I love that movie. It's 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 really terrific and rich. It has a lot of detail. I haven't actually seen a whole lot of other naval movies. Uh, and I, I think most of them don't have that same authenticity to them. Not really. I think Master and Commander does a really good job. Yeah, I wish it had been a second one, but you know, I don't think it made enough money to really justify a, a second one. At least, you know, filmed at that level. Okay, well, that was... I think that about wraps it up? Yeah. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.